Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are watching this episode of the Mike Goolsby Show, whether it's live with us, watching back, or listening to the podcast. Hope everyone is doing well uh, today. Uh, we're, we're, Mike Singer, Mike Goolsby here talking about Notre Dame's 45-7 to victory over Wake Forest. Of course, folks, hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Subscribe to the channel. Go to blueandgold.com for more coverage. Less than 50 seconds on the interesting or good job. Uh Goolsby 45-7 again. We'll just go to your initial thoughts on the game. Um, what what do you think, man? Beating up a bad way yeah, course. Thoughts, it was one of those uh it's just, I think how a senior game is supposed to go, dude. It's kind of the the homecoming game, as it were, back in high school when we played. You kind of play a cupcake. I don't know how much I personally learned yeah. from this game. It was just, it's like, you know, I, I don't have anything to really complain about per se either, dude. It's just like, it's 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 Notre Dame playing well at home against a, a clearly inferior opponent. Yeah. You know, another kind of slow start, but then you kind of get rolling. Another game where you saw some in-game coaching stuff that just kind of made you... You don't have a dog singer. You got cats, but sometimes your dogs look at you like, you know, like the 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 ending series the lead up to that that kickoff or the the field goal going into halftime. That was just one of those in game kind of learning moments that we continue to see from Freeman and staff. So, uh, great win, but more of the same in terms of again kind of beating up a lesser team at home. Still some areas of improvement. You got to see some young players play. That's what I was personally looking forward to. Yeah. Um, it's like you wish you could have got like another five, ten minutes, maybe a little bit more time in the fourth quarter to see some of that young talent. Maybe we will next week. But that was I, – I don't – I didn't really learn a whole lot. Yeah. So I don't know if you got to watch my show with Tim after the game. I but did. I watched most of it, yeah. That's that's kind of the thing I like to get to with Tim. It's like, all right, you know, Tim. Tim's just a crazy football junkie. Um, for all of you who think you love Notre Dame football, Tim's a different level. Like the dude literally, literally lives and breathes it. Um, so whole whole talk about this, the you know, the, the smallest details of the game, and I'm like, Tim, what would you learn? Like, what do, what do we kind of move forward with this? And the, it, neither of us could, you know, Tim and I couldn't really come up with a whole lot uh, because, yeah. like you said, it was just kind of beaten up. Um, on a bad Wake Forest team, and everything that you kind of mentioned, Ghouls, is like, yep, that's that's Notre Dame this year. They've beaten up on the bad teams. Um, the offense can be slow at times. I really liked this tweet from uh, Malik Zaire. I'm going to pull up. It says, the Notre Dame offense is like cooking in the crock pot. Takes forever to get going. Not very exciting, but eventually it gets the job done. 
Yeah. You like that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, it takes forever to get going. This week, senior senior game, and it's just like three and out to start the game. And it's like, dang, yeah, you could see Sam was frustrated. Um, you did see more stuff. That's the frustrating part, I guess, of this season, dude, is like the offense plays poorly on the road, and obviously the we haven't played as well overall, more more particularly on the offensive side of the ball against better teams, right? Yeah. But then it's like the conservative nature of the offense when we play those better teams, and then you, but you, but you'll see more elements of the offense under center play action, moving the pocket. Yeah, you know, we've talked about how s- static Sam is in that pocket, um, and it's like you see all this fun stuff against shitty teams. It's just frustrating. It's like pull it out against. Guy? Come again. I think Parker's like gun shy to not want to do that I, again. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a, a good word for it, Mike. But it's like, uh, or is this still just it's a team staff that's kind of learning what buttons to push, what strings to pull, etc. Yeah. You know. Hmm. But um, yeah, that's that's my kind of my frustration. Everybody looked healthy on the offensive side of the ball, which is nice to see, especially at the receiver position. It was fantastic to see Eli Raritan. Yeah, um, and your boys. Yeah, man. And, I mean, we've talked about him, how physically impressive he looks in person, and it's like completely different body type. When you look at Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Evans looks a lot like a Michael Mayer physically. Yep. It's a, <laughs> what? I almost gave you. I, I almost gave you a layup for, like, a dirty joke. But I, I – Oh, gosh. That's it. But, you know – uh, Eli's a couple inches taller. It's just amazing what a couple inches, a couple more inches can do, Mike. Right? So, but right? But he looks like a different type of athlete. Out yeah, there. he really does. Um, and then I, you know, as I was kind of walking, I guess walking away from the game, thinking about it, I, I, I just want to make make a mental note to like not. There's been a lot of conversation about Hartman, especially with me, right? But it's just mm. like. All season long, I feel like that Estime has had a great year and he's been such a good player for us. And I'm like, let's just not forget dude, kid and the type of player Estime has been for us. All right. The biggest thing that you have been, like I've agreed with you on with the Hartman thing is the amounts of love that he gets. I don't understand it, right? Him going out last in the tunnel and getting the biggest ovation for senior day makes no sense to me. He's been here since January. I just don't get it, Mike. It's not like he's been here four or five years, like for him to get, you know, something like, like I bet he got a bigger ovation than Ian Book got. Like that's, that's kind of what I don't, that, so that's the biggest thing for me that I've agreed with you on with the Hartman thing. It's just like, um, just the undue adulation yeah, and I'm but, not trying to dog on him. It's just like I'm more on the fans and like the media that's like just giving him maybe a little too much. Um, no, it's it's, but that's the kind of the world we live in, right? I mean, it's just like he's popular. You got an interview in GQ, bro. It's a straight Q and A, GQ. And then I mean, I, and I've always said, of course I'm envious. You know, like of course, right? It's like. But yeah, to your point, it, I don't think it's. But they said something during the game, like JD Bertrand was like, "You know, I'm a football guy. 
just quite frankly, I don't really care about senior game. I, JD says, I want to win this game for Sam Hartman. And it's like, <laughs> what? So I don't know. I don't know. And then I don't know. I'm trying to stay away from that no, I, and just kind of move forward. But uh, what were we even talking? What maybe? Oh, I, I mentioned Estime. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Because I think Estime should. Like, Estime to me is the face of the team. Um, he, sh- or- he sure was before Sam Hartman got here. Yeah. And, um, and then it's like you sit there and you look at some of our losses. It's, it's like, had, had we done, I mean, the most recent one with Clemson, had we tried to do less with Sam and more with Audric, you might have won that game. You might have climbed back into it yeah. in the second half. So that was just one. I, I made a mental note, dude. I was just like, hey, I want to give credit where credit's due yes. and give Audric kind of a shout out just because, yeah. I mean, he's, he's been a great player for Notre yeah. Dame. And, and Mike, I want to talk about Audric um, in just a moment because there's some interesting stats uh, to talk about with him. Uh, so we're going to get to that in just un momento, folks. Of course, if you're just live with us, hit the thumbs up, um, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you've not done so yet, uh, we're going to hear um, from our fantastic sponsor over at Homefield Apparel, uh, the collegiate clothing line based out of Indianapolis. Um, and uh, their like new vintage stuff. I know it's kind of like an oxymoron, but it, that's what it is. It's this new stuff with that vintage feel um, in their Notre Dame collection is truly fantastic. They went back to the archives um, to have those like nostalgic kind of old school designs um, and have created some unique and thoughtful um, uh, you know clothes. Uh, authentic. And again, nostalgia is what I get in, in looking at uh, the home field stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, they actually have licenses to over 150 colleges. So you can find some college gear for just about anyone as the holidays near. Uh, our promo code BLUEGOLD23 gets you 15% off your first order with home field. Um, I don't think we get, you know, uh, you know, if you use the promo code Black Friday at home field, I don't think that super benefits us. But, hey, it gets you an extra 5% off. So use uh, promo code Black Friday at Home Field for twenty percent off um, your order. So easy uh, website to use. Go to homefieldapparel.com. Uh, check it out. Um, I've got some Home Field gear. I know Goolsby does as well, um, especially the uh, the very handsome Sam Hartman on the Victory March T-shirt. Um, so uh, yeah, please check out homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code Black Friday. I believe you can do that for the next few days. Um, so Ghouls, uh, this was the estimate thing, and I, I think he got like more carries in the fourth quarter than he did the entire first half, which is just interesting. It was at least close. So this is what Notre Dame football PR tweeted out um, this morning or this afternoon. Oh. At 1,103 rushing yards this season, Audrick Estime moves into 15th on the Notre Dame single season rushing list. He's just 165 yards away from fifth place and 334 away from first place. So you gotta think. Against Stanford, they're going to try to have him break that record. And if this is indeed, um, you know, his last season, does he sit the bowl game like this? If if because Mike, if you're going to tell me he's got two more games, you think they're gonna they're gonna get three three hundred thirty four rushing yards? Like you think they're gonna at least go for it? Um, but th- that's kind of an interesting take. Like that's an interesting thing. Like because clearly they've been running estimating some of these blowout wins in the fourth quarter to pad some stats. Like it was just no call spade a spade. Yeah. Um, so uh, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this, Mike? It's, it's interesting because he's, uh, he's been more of a home run hitter than you could have ever imagined, right? In terms of like his production and yards per carry to me. 
you, know, you always just kind of picture envision him being kind of a four yards and a cloud of dust type guy. And he's been anything but that his patience. He's really developed better vision. Tim's talked about that quite a bit in terms of finding seams. Yes. They obviously play him late in the game to pad stats. Um, I don't think he plays in the bowl game. So, I mean, unless, yeah, I just, in a kid like that, Mike, I mean, if, if Audric, I don't know what he's going to run his 40 in. I don't. Yeah. He's a pretty explosive guy, but he is heavy, thickly built, super dense kid, dude. But a kid like Estime, if he can go off to Arizona or California or whatever, train for that extra month. I mean, a kid like Estime, if he can take a tenth or two off of his 40 time, he's putting a ton of money in his pocket. I mean, he's yeah. moving up a round or two at the you know running back position. So I think that training – combine etc training for him is going to be crucial i do yeah. but uh yeah he's been a great player man that's just why i wanted to bring it up he's he's he's, he's an understated humble star fun goofy like just yeah across the board yeah, um, man. yeah. career rushing stats roger estime 348 a good bit of carries uh for 2083 yards 25. what's it i can't quite see it mike what's his uh Average per carry, career um, yards per game. What's attempts slash g? Oh, that's attempts per game. Is I don't think it actually. Someone could do the math in the no, chat. Yards per carry. Is it on there? Yeah, no, it doesn't. It says attempts per game and attempt. His yards per carry this season the six, but I don't have career on it. But ain't bad. Yeah, not not at all. And I think he's going to be a unique NFL player because. As, as the NFL continues to just chip away at the physicality in the league, you know, I could see a guy like an estimate. I mean, every, everything trends, everything goes in trends in football. Yeah. Um, and there, there isn't a back like an estimate. The closest thing would be like a Derrick Henry, but he's six foot five or whatever, right? He's just built a little bit different in terms of being a big back. Yeah. Um, Mike, talking about the defense, played, you know, I think kind of a a Notre Dame game, like what we're what we're used to. Gave up. Yeah, plays. We talked about Marist being a semifinalist for the Buckus Award. I don't think we have. Like, I haven't heard anybody really mention it. It's pretty remarkable. Like, good for him. You know, semifinalist. There, there is a little bit of Notre Dame flavor in the uh, in the Buckus Award circle. I think they try to get Notre Dame guys on there late, um, but uh, yeah. Does that come? Does that trickle down to the high school level too? Yes, absolutely. Hmm. What's the origin of that? I don't know this. I've never heard this. Um, do you want to talk offline? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll share. I'll share it then. It's it's not it's not really a big deal, but yeah, I don't I don't, I don't want to speak. I guess, so there's but, somebody on some committee that's a Notre yeah Dame yeah yeah. There's there's just a little bit of Notre Dame flavor. Yeah, that's it. That's that's yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, the, the defense, I think Tim used the word sloppy. He yeah, that's was mowing the lawn earlier today listening to you your guys' show. And Tim said, uh, he's like, I've coached in games like this before, and it's kind of a sloppy game, but you end up blowing the team out. And that's what it kind of felt like on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, there's a ton of talent. The the team's come a long way, dude, since we started doing this. It really yeah. has. It truly has. Um I just, I still get just, I get very annoyed when I see chunk runs given up. Yeah. I, I will take that to the grave. And we still see that th at this point in the season. Marist, 
our semifinalist posted a, <laughs> you know, one tackle. You know, it's unbelievable. He's something, unbelievable. man. He's an enigma. And I think he's, I mean, he's, he's fun to watch, super physical. But I mean, you go into like the later, the latter stages of the game where you had a Christian Gray out there, a Mickey, Adon Schuler. Yeah. I mean, Drake Bowen getting in the game. Dude, Jalen Sneed to me has come a long way in terms of be like all we've seen him is just kind of be that rush guy, like a Micah Parsons, a wannabe Micah Parsons. But his, you know, his kind of positions, Rover slash Will. And, and it's his little spot duty at the end. Like I saw him kind of reading things out better than I had prior to uh, all the young D line gotten, got into the game. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. It'll be a very exciting time when the offense catches up to the defense, both from a, you know, talent perspective and just an overall cohesiveness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and speaking about the offense, there was a position group that flashed, Mike. And uh, we got a few super chats. We're going to get to those after this. But um, I, I want to say, Mike, it was you when Rico Flores was being recruited by Notre Dame last year. Like, listen, this I'm, I'm the president of the Rico Flores fan club, I right? You were a big that. Rico Flores guy. I still guy. am. I still am, by the way. Yeah, of course. Eight. I mean, he had the fumble. Um, but, dude, otherwise, I mean, what a baller of a day for him. Yeah. Um, eight eight receptions, 102 yards. So he looked great, and that's eight of not, on nine targets. Faison flashed. Uh, I mean, Faison is so good, dude. And dude. he just plays. He plays 100 miles an hour all the time. I love him. Four receptions, 39 yards at a touchdown. Saw Jaden Greathouse back in the mix. Um, you know, kind of seems like he he flashed so much early, middle of the season. You know, injuries and whatnot. He's back. Three receptions on three targets, 71 yards. And uh, that how about the 28 yards of Yak for him looked good. Oh, uh, yeah, that, you know, catch and run for a touchdown. Eli Raird, and we talked about the tight end position, but uh, Merriweather, do prop to him that on that post, um, you know, uh, with the touchdown. The young receivers, man, like they they look they look good. Jaden Thomas played, but no targets that I see. Um, so, you know. He and, was and out there, Perry. and he didn't, he didn't look to be laboring. Okay. He, again, you saw him just kind of flash, but maybe by Stanford, certainly by the bowl game, he'll be healthy, healthy, right, 100% clear. So, yeah. But again, dude, remember this <laughs> It's so crazy doing this show, dude. It is, you know. What? Like the see well, the season flashes by, but at the same time, this has been a long season. Yes. I mean, here we are. We're 10, 11 weeks into it. It's like, you know, after that loss to Clemson, it's hard to get your your content motor kind of going over here. Yeah. But it's just like I just get frustrated because it's like, you know, in, in Pete Sampson, who does a good job, right, covering Notre Dame. Yeah. But he's like the ultimate low-key troll on Twitter, like with some of the stats he posted. So he posted something about Tobias has like a whatever it was, 27% catch rate. But in the next tweet, you know, Notre Dame's like fifth all-time in points per game. But if you if you back out all the shitty teams we played, if you back out uh, you know, wake team. It's like, we're actually pretty terrible on offense. It's just, it's, it's endless. The different ways you could spin things around here. Sure. It's endless. And you, and you mentioned earlier, like, and it can be exhausting. Tim texted me two days ago. He's like, cover Notre Dame football is exhausting. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, no. You mentioned about the defense. Like it's impressive how far we've come. And when you said that, I thought about the team as a, as a whole, but I think you're speaking more about just defense, right? Is it, is it... I just, I'm, I'm talking about like, 
athletically in yeah, particular, yeah. especially in the secondary, it is night and day since yeah. when I first met you. Yeah. Doing this. Yeah. And it's just like, but here it is, eight and three. I just waiting, man. But what what, what did we say? And then super chats, I promise. What did we say? And I mentioned this on the show yesterday. You bring in Freeman. Might take some lumps with the young head coach, right? First time head coach, take some lumps. It might not be great at first. We'll might might get away from those 10 win seasons that we're so used to with Brian Kelly, but the ceiling is higher. Would you take that gamble? We all said yes. So I think that's kind of what we're seeing, Mike. No, for sure. For sure. And I think I ultimately believe that talent wins out. And that's why Freeman was here. I'll repeat it over and over and over again. The leash in terms of some of these in-game clunky things that happen like you know the spike the ball to call a timeout to um, to spike another ball to kick a field goal and stuff like that can't happen and and as in next next season's going to be even more interesting because it's like i just looked at the schedule before we went on air our schedule next next year for a notre dame team what we're traditionally accustomed to is cake yeah. i mean we have like two games you could tell me Virginia's are going to be a tough game, baloney, right? Um, and ex- Texas A&M looks like an easier game now with their head coach right. having been fired. So uh, what are we talking about? Oh, Freeman. The leash needs to get shorter and shorter and tighter in terms of the in-game stuff. And then I think about it like from the player perspective, dude, like the persona that we see on the field. Mike, how you look, like your facial expressions matter. Mm-hmm. It does. In some games, he looks sad. <laughs> you know, it's like some games, he looks a little confused, right? Like this game, it was after that little instance before halftime, he got a little fired up. He dropped an F and S. You could read his lips. He was like F and S, you know, on the, on the mic. And it's like, good, Marcus, give us more of that. Like if yeah. you're frustrated, it's okay. Take more and more ownership of this in-game operation, please. What what do you mean by the the leash the leash comment on the in-game adjustment? Is that what you said? In-game adjustment? Or that's just a throwaway term, dude. But I'm just saying, oh yeah, like well, some of this clunky stuff, like the ten men on the field, like the in-game operation, clock management, etc., has been poor. Like he's okay. still not a good in-game coach. And okay. halfway through the season, you know, I came on with you and was like, um, make your mind up. Are you right? It was after the Louisville loss, or maybe it was before. It was after the Duke game, somewhere in that two-week span. I was like, right. make your damn mind up about are you on the Freeman bandwagon or are you going to get off? Because that's when you started hearing you know, whispers and people chirping for heads to roll, et cetera, right? Yeah. Am I with so you? At, yeah, 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 yeah. Looking at that schedule next year, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So I think they still even have one more game to fill, which I don't know what that that's all about. But you got at A and M, uh, Northern Illinois home, at Purdue, Miami home, Miami Ohio. Gosh, um, Louisville home, Stanford home, at Georgia Tech, Mercedes Benz. That's gonna be awesome. Your boy will be at that for sure. Um, Navy in MetLife in uh, in New Jersey will be cool. Um, FSU, definitely one of those games that's going to be notable. November 9th, uh, UVA uh, at home, November 16th, and then at USC to end the season. So, um, yeah, A&M, it's, got- kinda, it's, like a, it's like a big two and a half, kind of. You know, even Louisville, dude, I mean, that's a number nine team right now. Kind of a not 
really a top 10 team, but they are technically, in my opinion. But anyways, Mike, go ahead. Yeah, so what are you in that looking at that schedule? There's two big games. I would say oh, yeah, two. Go ahead. You know what? I would say three. And I would say like Louisville's half of one and AM's no, no, no. AM's still that's a big game. That's at Texas AM to open the season. With Texas AM having a new coach, that's gotta be a big game. So like three and a half, maybe. AM, Louisville's like a half, and then FSU and USC. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's similar to this How year. Do we feel about, I, I mean, I don't know categorically. I mean, assuming Caleb Williams moves on and he is USC. I mean, it's in terms of a difficulty level. I mean, it's a big game, sure. It's USC, but in terms of a difficulty score, it's it's moving yeah. down the list. They're like, it's no different than our win against USC. It's not a big well, win anymore. I would it say it's. I would say it's no different than like how we viewed going into Clemson. It's like, oh, Clemson's down, but they still you know beat Notre Dame. But yeah, I mean, it's tomato tomorrow. But I'd say the schedule's about the same as this year in terms of difficulty. Maybe the chat can disagree with me, but I'd say it's yeah. So, so yeah, so I, I just think that the the talent acquisition is clearly rising. You're incredibly young on the offensive side of the ball. The quarterback thing didn't quite work out. It sounds like Blake Fisher is going to come back. The stable of running backs. It's just like you know, some of these missing pieces, the way I kind of see it, like sitting here now, Sunday night, after the weight game, like some of this stuff is coaching. You know, if we could just execute a little bit better in-game coaching, the sky's truly the limit. That's how I feel. Okay. Um, all right, we'll, uh, we'll go into, um, Kevin says, I don't think it's official, but I believe Army Shamrock Series is the 12th game to be announced. All right. I heard uh, that Kevin as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I cued this up from earlier. Jason said, uh, finally got a hundred yard receiver. It's like since Kevin Austin and Brian Kelly's last game that Notre Dame had a hundred yard receiver, which is insane. Mike, um, just kind of thinking yeah. about that, like a hundred yard from the receiver position. Um, so, uh, all right, let's get into some super chats. Crash Davis. Oh, with a very generous $10 super jet. Just said, love the show, guys. Well, Crash Davis, member of our Blue and Gold message board. Good to see you in here, buddy. Uh, appreciate the super jet and all of the support on that GFSM Blue and Gold over the years. Crash, appreciate you, man. Um, Wicked Bronco Productions, $20 super chat. Very generous. Goolsby, you want to say something? Well, just this guy keeps asking about Kendron Young in the in the comments. Um, I would say watch the shows. Massive fan. I I. I like him more than Aeneas Williams. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be an awesome player. He kind of reminds me of like uh, Ezekiel Elliott would be, I use those fun comps. Not saying he's going to be Ezekiel yeah. Elliott, but he's a great player. Yeah. I'm really excited about him. Yeah. Great. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, running back recruiting has been outstanding at Notre Dame this past few years. Uh, really going back to 2019 with uh, with Kyron Williams. Uh Wicked Bronco Productions, uh, really appreciate the very generous Super Chats tonight. He says, as a defensive guy, Goolsby, what do you see as the issue with our offense from a linebacker point of view? What is Clemson, Ohio State, Duke, Louisville doing that shuts us down also? Is this season more on receivers, Hartman or Parker? Um, it's it's not one thing, <clears throat> and I'm just – I can kind of break some of these games. Like yeah, Duke, yeah. me – Duke, to me, our, our problems were holding up interior-wise. Like, and again, Zeke Carell, like, you've been a good player for us, like, fan of Zeke, but you're too small. 
I mean, if we're talking about elite, you know, we're trying to be a top five team perennially, you can't have 280 pound centers. You can't. And like those, the Duke game, Zeke got dominated. Like we got our asses kicked on the interior offensive line. It's problematic. It blows everything up, blows up the timing of everything offensively. Similarly with Louisville, um, I would say. Clemson probably just outplayed us. And Ohio State, I mean, I thought we played well on offense. There's just, and this is going way back. Um, like we should have won that Ohio State yeah. game. I think at the won. end, I think at the end of the game, and this goes back to what we're saying about like coaching and stuff. All I can think about at the end of that Ohio State game was three minutes left. Audric busts an 11 yard run. And he gets up, feed me, feed me, feed me. And we pulled him out of the game. And we love to do that after he gets a positive game. We love to pull him out of the game for some reason. But um, it's an assemblage of stuff. Sometimes it's wide receivers can't beat press. You know, they can't get open now like they need to against quality talent. Sometimes your quarterback hasn't made great decisions or been accurate. Sometimes the pass protection hasn't held up. And then overall – in those big games, hopefully this answers the question. To me, overall, we're, we lack any stones from a play-calling perspective in those big games. Mm. We lack cojones. It's very predictable. Parker will have success on one run. I went back, Mike. I watched the Clemson game again last night, dude. Oh, dude. I'm stressed out over here with this move and everything. I couldn't sleep, so I'm up watching the Clemson game, and I'm like, We'll pull that guard tackle, pull downhill counter. Parker runs some other BS, comes right back to the same running play on the third, like the third down. Like he'll come up. There's no creativity. I love Sam under center. We don't do that in big games. We only do it when it doesn't really matter. The stakes aren't as high. Same thing can be said for play action. So it's as with anything football related, Wicked Bronco. And Wicked Bronco and I had some had some clashes over the Hartman thing. I can remember going way back, but uh, as with anything in football, everything's intertwined. Everything's enmeshed with one another. It's rarely is it ever one thing. Wicked Bronco appreciate uh, the very generous um, super chat. Yep. In, in agreement with you there, ghouls. Um, and I think something else you would be in agreement with me on uh, Mr. Goolsby is that Augie's locker room is uh, one hell of a place and they do have a new location, uh, 1733 North Ironwood drive um, in South Bend. So next time you're in the area or if you're a local um, and if you haven't been to Augie's or you just, and you've been there, or if you've been there and you just want to stop by, please head over to Augie's locker room, um, you know, check out their stuff um, and uh, tell them that, uh, Mike and Mike from Blue and Gold um, sent to you again, folks. New location, 1733 North Ironwood Drive in South Bend. It's right down the street from Notre Dame. Um, yeah, whenever you are in town, you really do need to make time for Augie's Locker Room. The wide selection of Notre Dame Stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, one-of-a-kind Rockney items. You can find exclusive Joe Montana signed items and fair, famous sculptor Jerry McKenna's replicas of the bronze statues that you'll see around the stadium. And Augie gets new stuff in all of the time. If Augie doesn't have it in store, he's going to go find it for you. But you got to let him know that you're looking for it. So stop in uh, to the new store. Give him a call 574-277-6363 and check out AugiesLockerRoom.com. Can I jump in on Augie's real quick, Mike? Please. So 
we've been over this on the show. I got most of my Notre Dame stuff stolen. I'll spare you all the details. Like I don't have a lot of it. Way back when, this is pre NIL singer. Mm-hmm. Your boy was broke. And uh, I, we needed some cash. So me and Carlisle, an ex-captain of myself, we sold our jerseys to a gentleman in South Bend that is a collector for like a couple hundred bucks. And I want that jersey back. Trying to build out a podcast studio in the new house. I'd like to have it. So I reached out to Augie. I'm like, Augie's the guy. He'll track yeah. it down for me. He's on it, dude. So He's you, told the, jersey. you told the first part of that story before, uh-huh. but... Now I get to hear that you reach out to Augie. So that's, I love that. And he's working boom. on it. Augie put me in touch with his son who knew the guy. It was like, bada bing, bada boom. And I'm like, it's pretty slick, man. So, and had Augie never, if he didn't uh, promote on this show, if he didn't support the show, I would have never thought to do that. So it was like, very cool. That's kind of that whole Notre Dame family thing. Very cool. It's always good to know a guy. Like there's just oh, yeah. a guy and everything. And Augie oh, yeah. is the guy for Notre Dame. I mean, no, Notre Dame memorabilia and, and all that in, is included in that. So I love that. So with that being said, don't anybody try and like outbid me for my own jersey. But if you folks want something Notre Dame memorabilia related, that would be my first phone call. Okay, cool. Um, Super Chats. Joey says, I want to wish schools be singer. And everyone watching, happy Thanksgiving. Go Irish. Beat Stanford. Mad Dog Joey, appreciate you, my friend. Uh, Ghouls, be you got any good up? Any, any any fun stuff planned this week for Thanksgiving? <clears throat> no, I mean I'm I'll be moving like physically moving shortly, so I think it'll be we'll be out of pocket for about a week, you know. Okay. But no, nothing nothing notable. Be you good to go this upcoming or the after the Stanford game for our show? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, I will have still have internet at this house. Yeah, we'll be good. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll be heading down to Florida and uh, seeing Justin Thurman and uh, Notre Dame. He can run, huh, dude? What's that? He can run, huh? Yeah, he can. Thurman can float. Thurman can run. Uh, and then uh, Notre Dame offered his quarterback in the 2026 class. So, been covering all these 24 and 25 quarterbacks, you know, that Notre Dame's been after and committed. And now get to go start over again in 2026. So, looking forward to being down in Florida for Thanksgiving, seeing family, and then doing some work while I'm down there as well. BC, $5 Super Chat says, Sam gave the team – okay, so this is going back to kind of my rare shade I threw at Sam earlier. But it really wasn't about Sam. But, anyways – Sam gave the team yeah, a spark you, in the fan base. Hey, this guy brought – you brought – I can never do this. You brought Sam up today. I didn't. Uh, I, I, know, I, know, I know. I was talking about Audrick. You made a hard shift over to Sam. Anyway. Sam gave the uh, team a spark in the fan base. Loves his personality and humility. He shares well, and his teammates love him. So what's the problem? There's, there's no problem. I just – Sure there is. Him. The problem is the quarterback play, but go ahead, in big games. But beyond that, yeah, he's adorable, and we all love his humility. And he's been a great steward of the school that he's been yeah. at for 11 months. First I time. just – I just personally don't think um, that uh, that he like that he should be getting the amount of love and praise as someone who's been here a lot longer. That that's just me. That's I'm good. fine. Good you. Yeah, good. For I'm you, fine sir. if someone wants to 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 you know give him the lot of ovation. I'm fine with it. Just me. I don't. It, that's just not. I don't. Well, I don't yeah. Like to your it. point about him running out last. And it's like, okay, if we were a top four team currently or something like that, or we had one loss, sure, let him run out. To your point, though, Mike, like, I don't think he's I – mean, has he earned it? Has he earned the love just because he's handsome and humble 
And I mean, but he's got it though. Like whatever it is, dude. I mean, he he's dripping it. I mean, so people are saying, Mike, he's the quarterback of Notre Dame. I've seen this comment. Listen, in all of my time covering Notre Dame, the the quarterback of Notre Dame's been getting shit on. Totally been getting shit on. Ian Book got shit on. Buckner got shit on. And and Pine. Pine. Oh God, Mike called him a jockey on the show. That was a good joke. Clearly, it was a good joke. It really stuck. You know, you're still talking about it. But yeah, I, I'm with you. It's it again, folks. These are just opinions. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, Paul E. Walker, uh, I've been looking at you in the chat. Dropped a five dollar super chats. Um, but uh, yeah, appreciate the five, Paul. If you have something else, uh, let me know. I'll I'll try to find you. Uh, Mike Nolan says, "Will Batelho be asked to return? Watched him closely tomorrow." Uh, I think he meant yesterday. Watched him closely yesterday, and he seemed to never beat either tackle and rarely closed down on run play. So I don't know if you want to – I don't know if you can – Speculate. Read, yeah, speculate, Mike. But um, just, do you want to offer thoughts on Jordan Patello? I'm a fan of that kid because he's been through a lot. He's put yeah. himself through a lot into his time at Notre Dame, and he's toughed it out. Jordan Patello is not – a natural Notre Dame fit singer, you know, he's just not, and he's made it work. I was stoked for him this off season. You know, I said one of my preseason predictions, I thought he might come up with double digit sacks and it hasn't worked. He looks a little heavier than he did last year. Like he doesn't look as twitchy. Um, So I don't know if he'll be back. I don't want to speculate. I'd rather report on what's taking place versus speculating. I don't know if he'll be back. But I'm proud of Jordan, and I've always been a fan of his. Um, just the way he's played and the stick to that he showed. It, it, that matters to me. Yeah, there was multiple instances where I remember hearing, like, Patelho might not come back home from Hawaii. You know, like, when he when he would go home and mm-hmm. and he was supposed to I, – I, and, and I'm very glad that he stuck it out. Um, so, uh, yeah. Big fan. Big fan. I, and I think a kid like that still, dude – if I was giving Patello advice, I'd say lose 10 pounds, you know, get some of that athleticism back versus, you know, I think they want him a little bit, a little bit more stout on ball, but that's a guy I think that's, he's definitely got a shot to make a team like go to your pro day, take that off season training seriously. Like you've got a shot to play in the league. No doubt. Okay. Uh, all right. Paul Walker just had a comment from his super chat, Mike. Um, if Notre Dame had any of the falling quarterbacks this year, would the record be any different than eight and three Melrose Knicks, Panix, McCarthy, or Beck? Could you put say that again? Uh, Paul wants to know if Notre Dame had any of the following quarterbacks this year, would the record be any different than what it is currently, you know, between guys like Jalen Milroe, Bo Nix, uh, Michael Panix, JJ McCarthy, and, and Carson Beck? I'll yeah, maybe not McCarthy. Um but yeah, Knicks is, I mean. The two quarterbacks that have made the play that will historically in the ever, it's Bo Nix and Sam Hartman who have played the most football. Um, I like Bo Nix. He's continued to improve. He got dogged on in his time at, at Auburn. You, know, you had bad Bo Nix. You had good Bo Nix. The thing that a lot of those quarterbacks share, Singer, and to answer your question, Paul, is the mobility creativity, spontaneity. They can play off script when the play breaks down. You saw early in this game, Singer, they brought 
one extra guy than we had to block. Payne made his choice, picked up the blitzing linebacker to his right. The guy came, the guy came through Sam's left wide open. Sam's dead in the water. So like I will I will I will die on this hill, singer. The next quarterback that we see at Notre Dame, I pray he has a little bit of elusiveness and can create on his own when the play breaks down. Because in these big, high stakes, high anxiety games, that's the way it plays out. And you need a quarterback that can make something happen. So would I say that the record would be different? Probably if you had a slightly different, you know, athlete and somebody that approaches the game differently. Stam doesn't like to move a lot. He wants it to be blocked up and then he'll slice and dice you, as we've been saying, Mike. So hopefully that answers the question. Cool. Paul, thank you for the super chat. Um, it'll be great seeing Sam, Steve Angeli just tearing it up next year. Uh, Wicked Bronco Productions twenty dollars super chat says the twenty three twenty four receiver class. I really appreciate this uh, Wicked Bronco Production twenty three twenty four receiver class will be Tate Floyd Fuller level good in my opinion. Goolsby is right about the twenty four schedule, which is perfect for starting a young quarterback. Pray hands with CJ Carr, and I think we go ten and two, maybe eleven and one. Eleven and one is how easy it is. We make the college football playoff. It is twelve teams, um, so uh, yeah, it will be a little bit easier to get in there, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next, how 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 this guy sees it next year is smoother sailing, which, I mean, <laughs> we're gonna have obviously we're gonna have a ton of QB talk in the offseason, and we're getting a transfer. What kind of a transfer are we gonna get? You know, what archetype is it gonna be? But it's like with the schedule to me being a little bit easier next year. It's like maybe you aren't looking for this Sam Hartman you know, stud transfer quarterback. Maybe you're just looking for more of a depth piece at transfer quarterback. Maybe you do it in, I hate to say it, Singer, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of starting to change my tune on Angeli. I haven't changed it. I haven't changed it. Get back here. You son of a B. But what I, did I, you I, say? I'm starting to change. I'm starting to warm to the kid. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I'm starting to warm to the kid. You I'm like that? Up. You like that? Let's go. All I can say. He's a baller, bro. There's a part of me that's gonna be rooting for Angel. Hell yeah, there's a, man. There's Stop. a part of me that's my, gonna you know be what my goals be love. My goals be love someone who sticks around, right? They bring in Hartman for his sophomore year. He stays. Mm-hmm. They're gonna bring in another transfer this year. I don't think he's going anywhere, man. He's going yeah, to be the himself. guy. Hell yeah, he can be the guy runs out last on senior day. You know, he's, he's stuck I, it out through hell and, and I'll water, take my right? shirt off in the press box for it, bro. I'll be so hyped. So, so, but again, I, I want, I want to see, he looks, he looks like he's gotten better, which is like a boneheaded comment singer, but he looks like he's gotten better since high school, you know, and obviously they, all these kids have, but he's come a long way. I want to see more athleticism, you know, just kind of relating to my previous statement about what I want at the quarterback position. But yeah, man, I'm, there's a, there's a part of me that's rooting. And this is going to be, Oh, it's going to be fun to just go through this with you singer. It's like, mm. I'm going to be your sponsor. So like, what if, I mean, Angeli's Hartman leaves Angeli's the starter and then they go get, they go get the kid from K state. 
And then it's assumed that that guy is going to be the starter. And then I get to watch Singer go through what I went through. So I'm here for you. I want you to know I'm here for you. Cause you're like, you're like, now it's time, dude. It's Angeli's time. You're like, nope, here comes this transplant. And then that guy becomes the fan favorite and whatever. And I'm here for you. If that happens, I'm here for, you. I want you to know that. Ooh. Okay. Basically after you said, you know, you're changing your tune on Angeli, I didn't hear anything else you said. Uh, I was just kind of living on that, that three seconds. Um, but yes, yeah, so Wicked Bronco Production, appreciate the 20. As I look back at the schedule again, Mike, right? Florida State's gonna have a right. Jordan Travis is probably is he is he out of eligibility even? I know he just broke his leg. Prayers for that guy, but like I'm I'm guessing that he's Real not quick, next. What did I just I, like I read some of these comments? You gotta You've had to explain to me a hundred times Hartman had three freshmen to throw to, and one was a lacrosse player. It's like, yeah, again, did Hartman not have the sense to read the the look through the roster before picking Notre Dame? So it's like all these different angles, people, it's just you're never gonna get me to change my opinion. The guy's an average quarterback. He yeah, plays Travis well against good. four teams. Yeah, so if Travis is out of eligibility, Caleb Williams is gone. I I don't know. I I, I maybe it's like slightly easier than than this year, but we'll see, we'll see next year. To me, it just it, it feels kind of similar, but all right, cool. Still fired up over yeah. here. Mike Nolan says uh, Freeman beat teams. He should uh, should very decisively this year. Last year, lost to Marshall Stanford. That was one area improvement. Can he improve on the road? So it's a great question. Yeah, no, it's it is, but we're we're more headed into year three. So it, absolutely, it is improvement. We are headed into year three. So I just think. Not that the, the leash gets tighter as the use the, the phrase I'm using. Um, but yeah, that in-game, the in-game operations. Maybe that's the question as I kind of sort through this, Mike. Sorry. Yeah. Are we beating these teams because you do have a you know a better quarterback and, and which helps you? We're kind of a bully. Like if you look up the statistics, like we bully bad teams and then we play meh, against good teams. So is having that six years of experience, is that what's pushing us over the, the edge against a pit? You know, um, who knows? Or is it the the talent around just the team in general? Is that what's helping us win games convincingly that in the, in the past we've dropped the ball, right? So I don't know. Nevertheless, the in-game operations from a coaching perspective standpoint need to improve like that what happened at going into halftime that that stuff just there's not, we don't there's no room for it yeah there was a clip or there was a moment about 15 minutes ago mike where you said i love sam and then you said under center but i'm gonna clip that to mm -hmm. just i love sam from mike goolsby and that's just we don't need the further context mike yeah but just to just to be clear because we only got two more games of this is he gonna play in the bowl game who knows yes yes you think he will? Yes. I mean, he he already said it. He already said two more games. So I mean, he's okay. dude, he'd be he would be a fraud. So then, how do Ian? That how do we? So like I said, I don't dislike Sam Hartman. I think I'd love to have a beer with the guy. I'm telling you, he's got charisma for days. I'm just saying, as far as a quarterback, I I, I just think he's average to slightly above average, and that's uh, that, like, that's not a personal attack on the the man. Mike Nolan, $5 Super Chat. He says, as Rocky said, yo, Adrian, to you, it's Thanksgiving. To me, it's Thursday. Good luck with the move. My goals be no fun. 
Oh, it's all good. Done it a bunch. Mike Nolan, appreciate the five and, and the support as always. Colin says, um, everyone in the Notre Dame family set the expectations way too high for Hartman. Colin, good to see you in the chat as always. You always give us some interesting comments. No, it's interesting, yeah, because that's why this season has been so odd, Mike, as, this, as it's winding down. The hope was so high and the expectations were so high because of Sam. And then when Sam – when we lose and Sam's a part of some of those losses, it's like, it's okay to call that out too. Mm-hmm. It's like, he was great for the fan base. It was, it was awesome. The off, the off season, it was a ton of content on here and it was fun. Like, I think you asked me that at one point, you're like, what are you most excited about? Like, what, what, what does Sam Hartman bring to Notre Dame that makes you the most excited? And I was like the energy that he's given the fan base. That was my answer. Something to that effect. It wasn't, a skill set or anything like that. So yeah, no, it's been it's been a fun experience. This whole thing, it really has it's been wild. It's been a good season for content. That much is for sure. Uh, Mark one had a five dollar super chat. Uh, I believe this was when we were talking about Angeli or said he's looked good. Um, yeah, Hartman joked in the post game press conference that uh, Steve just needs to hang up the cleats now with the the, the passing numbers that he has. I think he's like. Uh, I actually have a tattoo to my arm. 17 of 21. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, no, he's, like it, 80, it, he's like an 80% career. Yeah. yeah. Bunch of, you know, a few touchdowns, no picks. Uh, but yeah, he, he has looked good. But there's the context of, you know, the, the garbage time. But um, but yeah, he's 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 he's, uh, he's doing well when he's in there. Um, Tim McCarthy, $10 Super Chat. Thank you very much. He says, with the new athletic director and president coming, president coming in, do you think there will be any changes to admission standards, transfers, etc.? Mike, I, I, I want full tinfoil hat Mike Goolsby on right now. Dude, that's who I am. <laughs> um, one can hope. I mean, some of, that, some of that stuff's above my pay grade, but one can hope. You know, I mean, I... If there's, if there's, I like the fact that this new AD is a younger guy. I like that. I, that means something to me. He's not going to be as stuffy as a Swarbrick. What's, what, what's that side eye, Singer? Uh, don't worry about it. Just reading chat. <sighs> I'm reading it too. I see old meat stick out there or whatever, chirping. What a weirdo. Um, so the, that gives me reason for optimism just because the guy's youth. The, the new president, I can't speak to it. But I think that if you look at how we performed with NIL and Sam Hartman has been a, a big component of that. Like, I think we've, we're killing NIL. And I think the, the way Notre Dame's handling NIL yeah. um, is exactly how it's supposed to be. I had a, uh, I have yet to mention the Patreon, but I had a 2025 commit and his father on the Patreon. And I oh, asked cool. about NIL, you know, like. Are you able to share who it was? The Flanagans. Oh, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so I had Dad because you know you know some of the same people. So I had Jim and and his son James on there. Fun interview. Um, but yeah, you know, I talked a lot about his recruitment process, or asked rather about his recruitment process, NIL and Notre Dame's NIL approach versus other programs' NIL approach. So I'm op- I'm optimistic. I'm yeah. optimistic. Yeah, and, and I would Freeman agree. Hasn't stepped out of line. Last thing, dude, Freeman has not, you know, would do this Ludwig offensive coordinator snafu administration, dropping the ball, yada, yada, yada. Freeman has taken all the arrows. Like he said, all of the right things. 
So you would like to hope, and this is just stuff, like you would like to hope he's built up enough goodwill with the administration where they would throw him a bone. You know, does that make sense, Mike? Yeah, yeah. My thought is this is kind of like a scale where it's like, all right, if you lower your standards too much and you change things, do you start to lose Notre Dame and some of the things that we love about Notre Dame? What, that, what, what's, can we can we talk about that? Sure. So dig, dig into that a little bit more. Like you're gonna we're gonna lose what we love about Notre Dame. What do you mean there? I mean, there's part of like the recruiting pitch of like this like you have to be a very good student to come into Notre Dame, and I just think if you just change it too much, I don't know. This is not something like I've thought fully through. That's fair, but. Uh, so you guys, just so you know, Mark, Mark ones, that's the last super chat. Please don't post anymore. We're not going to get to them. Um, Mike Singer is on a, a strict uh, time schedule tonight. Um, so I got a bunch of crap to do, uh, you know, Thanksgiving week coming up. So uh, Mark, yeah, one, that's right. our- I would just say, as with anything, brother, there's nuance. And I've talked about this where like the, the former staff, Brian Kelly staff, they wouldn't touch a sophomore in high school that had like a 2.7 GPA or something. Because they're Dangle just the – I mean, I'm sorry? Dangle the carrots on Mike Goolsby line. Yes. Those, those, that old staff was just assuming he was an average student, he was going to stay an average student. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like Notre Dame can be transformative for kids. So yeah. even though that kid that doesn't have the best GPA – but maybe something happened at home that led to this. You know, maybe he had a dip for a semester, whatever. It's case by case. Yes. Yeah. I'm talking about more just let's not just change it overall. No, we're not going to turn into freaking the SEC. No. That's okay. No, so that's no. kind of what I'm saying. Like, you don't, yeah. Like, I think a lot of people are like, I want Notre Dame to just be a football factory. Then you're like, you, it, 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 this is not an SEC program. Like it's it's just different. Like no, 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 no. That'll so, never change. But yeah, we're talking about throwing Freeman a bone or two. Yeah, throwing yeah, him a bone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they are. And I think the a difference is that Freeman is asking for that bone to be thrown more than Kelly would. At least in my time covering both. That's my understanding. And when I talk to sources at Notre Dame, they 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 are they're happy about the direction of nil within the program so um yeah that is good um mike h says if you're in tampa i'll buy you a thanksgiving beer singer i will be in tampa on uh on friday so hit my twitter i got you uh mike nolan two dollar super chase says why no terms of nbc deal disclosed no good i dude i i I don't know i literally cannot tell you goes we do i don't i don't care but the product is it's bad it's bad uh, Mike Nolan, appreciate the support as always for tonight's show. Uh, Wicked Bronco Productions, appreciate another super chat, my friend. He says, I think a guy like Seth Hannigan from Memphis would be a great transfer choice. He's not a guy who you have to promise the job uh, to, and he has two years of eligibility. Steve Angeli is him and looked good. Um, I'll, uh, I'll yeah, that's, take you said something on a show with Tim that I, I wrote down just real was quick. Was it good? Well, you said you were like, you know, we're talking about bringing a transfer. This is going to be one of dozens of conversations about this. Mm-hmm. But briefly, you were like, I think it's about creating competition in the room. And competition's good. For sure. But in the same breath, you also agree and basically confirm that Sam was promised the job. He was. Yeah, of course he was. <clears throat> so, but that was a competition. 
Do you get where I'm coming from? For the so podcast audience, what's competition and what's not. For podcast audience, you you did the air quotes on the competition. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be fun. And I'd be curious because you're this is gonna be a competition again, like it was last go around with this transfer. But if it's a marquee name, if it's a Cam Rising, people are gonna assume he's gonna be gifted yeah. the job. But if it's this guy, Hennigan, maybe it is an actual competition. Yeah. Rising did announce that he's coming back to Utah. So uh, I guess we can kind of put that one to bed. Uh, Mark one said, let's ask a question with Jack leaving and father John leaving. What is your thoughts? This doesn't get um, talked about much. I don't have any. I don't. I know that fans don't like, I, I don't really have any. I stick to like the football stuff. Sorry <laughs> for being like a meathead, but I get that. I understand fans don't like Jack Swarbrick for some reason. I'm sure fans don't. I don't, I don't know. I've never, it's never even Mike. It's never even like interested me to dig into the weeds on that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Dude, you're a football guy. You want to talk football? I, I get it. Yeah. Mark one. Appreciate the super chat. Um, Mark, that would be a great comment for Tim Hyde on Wednesday. Tuesday night. We're going Tuesday night this week. So rejoin Mark on on Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Say, hey, Mike, I asked a super chat on a Sunday night show, and we didn't really talk about it. Trash, $2 super chat next year, a university. Appreciate uh, the super chat. As always, Trash, it's good to see you better late um, than never. And, Mike, I had one more. Um, this was from last week. We literally signed off the show. I hit end stream. And someone did a $10 super chat. And I felt so bad from Freedom Hawk. So Freedom Hawk, if you are watching and listening to this, thank you so much for a super chat. It was your first time on the stream, um, I believe, and, and or your first super chat at least. He said, I love the show. I'm a diehard Irish fan since 96. Can you all please comment on this? I feel like the root cause analysis of looking at program, we need 10 to 12 five stars at all times to compete for titles. Um, Mike, you want a... a do you have any thoughts on on this? I just I, I just now remembered this from last week. No, good call, good job. I think uh, I get where he's coming from. Joe Walt is going to be a top ten pick more more than likely, and he was a three star. Blake Fisher was a five star. Hasn't been that great. I mean, he hasn't been great. You know, so just like anything else. Freedom Hawk, love the love the handle. There's nuance to it. I trust. Freeman's staff to evaluate. I do. Teddy Rezac's a kid in Omaha who's a why massively under recruited. You know, he's coming to Notre Dame. He's a three star, and I'm like, and I get it. Yeah, you know, being around the kid, watching him move, like I totally get it. So it's like, and you're yes, you're going to have some five stars sprinkled in, but I trust Freeman's kind of vision for some of these some of these kids. I just do. And like if we're talking about the receiver position and you give me some kid that's under recruited, but he runs a 10, you know, 10, 400 meters and he's a three star, give me him. Give me, give yeah. me, give me, give me, give me. Don't care. And Notre Dame has that kid right now. Deion Colby was a top 100 type player, you know? So it's just like, where's he been? So there's nuance to all of it. I think the positionally, I'd love to get, you know, these stud quarterbacks. So we're getting that matters as a five star. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. I like I like these kids. I like, you know, I like it. Yeah, you're this kid can run. Yeah, Logan Saldate definitely fits. And you've talked about that exact 
thing about the receiver, three-star, don't care, I want speed. Yeah, that's Logan Saldate. Um, Notre Dame would definitely agree with and you. And he's another kid. I mean, he plays like uh, Faison. Slightly yeah. undersized, yeah. runs hard as hell, super quick. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Well, I think that just about wraps up today's show. Uh, if you have not done so yet, please hit the thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to the channel um, for more content. Um, please go give Mike Goolsby. He's got a new Twitter handle um, uh, at MikeGoolsby41. Uh, you can find uh, details on his Patreon and the link of his Twitter bio. And Mike's always firing out some interesting tweets. Mike, I I, I love your, your new Twitter handle. And the algorithm loves you on my personal Twitter. You're always up at the top. Interesting. So, yeah. I uh, Like I said, once I get settled in this new house, Singer will have a legit like studio like i've got plans dude like that are in motion it's like no longer like i'm gonna be up moving around you know like kind of like that mcafee style yeah yeah. Um, and hopefully people want the video breakdown i think i can mix that in so um i'm very blessed that you gave me this opportunity and kind of brought me into this wacky world of notre dame football podcasting you know but um it should be it should be a fun off season. Yeah, lot lot to come. Will be. Well, Mike, I appreciate that you responded to my first DM I sent you. And uh yeah, here we are, bro. All right, folks, appreciate you tuning in. And we're gonna sign off there. Goolsby and I will should be back next Sunday, barring any last minute plans. But yeah, we'll be back next Sunday. Appreciate you all for watching. And as always, we'll catch you next time.